Hello and welcome to the Owl Hoot podcast with me, Caroline Norbury. In each episode, I chat to amazing guests with way more expertise than me on topics covering the environment and sustainability. You'll get to hear the facts on climate change, biodiversity loss and pollution, as well as discover the fabulous actions that individuals and organisations are doing to mitigate and adapt to our changing world. I don't know about you, but I find it reassuring and hopeful that there are so many capable people out there doing great things for our planet, as well as inspiring me to get on and do my bit too. So without further ado, let's get on with this week's episode. I am delighted to have Holly McElhone as my guest on the podcast today. She is the Press and Communications Manager for Make My Money Matter, a campaign organisation co-founded by Richard Curtis and Joe Corlett. Holly is a French graduate and joined the organisation in December 2020, following roles in communications and running a French tutoring company. The Make My Money Matter campaign aims to highlight the importance of using our pensions to build a better, greener world. So let's find out how we can make a difference to people and the planet by where we put our money. Welcome, Holly, to the podcast. Hi. Hi, it's great to meet you. So thanks for joining me. And to start the episode, please, can you just give me a bit of an outline of what you were doing before the campaign and what led you to become part of the campaign? Yeah, so um, I started working for a big PR agency when I graduated from uni. And it was very unrelated really to the to, to where I am right now or or make my money matter. But I was working in comms for financial services, um, looking after asset managers, pension schemes, even price comparison websites like Compare the Market. And sometimes a lot of that would revolve around ESG, which means environmental, social and governments criteria. And it's something that companies and financial institutions are trying to adhere to in this modern world to become more sustainable. Um, it comes with a lot of problems, but I got really interested in the sector. Uh, and that sort of led me to seek to work more in this sort of climate finance crossover that can have so much impact. And that was kind of how I came to work at Make My Money Matter. And had you heard of the organisation before you joined? Yes, I had. So I did have quite a few pensions clients um, in my previous role. So, you know, we were founded by Richard Curtis and I think the campaign was already making a bit of a splash. The sector is really, you know, traditionally famously dry. And um, I think Richard was trying to put a more fun consumer sort of relatable twist on it and, and speak to people in a language they can understand. So a lot of people had heard about the campaign and I didn't really particularly think I was going to get the job and here we are. <laughs> Excellent. Well, congratulations on that. Um, <laughs> perhaps also you can tell me a little bit about uh, why the campaign came about and, and how that happened. Yeah, so, um, you know, so as, as I mentioned, we were found Richard Curtis and um, he actually saw a TED talk um, by a cancer doctor and oncologist in Australia called Bronwyn King. Um, who had been just she basically was telling the story in her TED talk about how she had uncovered at the end of her career that her lifelong pension her savings had been invested in like some of the biggest tobacco firms in the world and she just was shocked by this tension or this this discovery that she'd spent her whole life trying to save patients from cancer specifically lung cancer and actually she'd been funding the growth of these companies that are causing this problem for her whole career 
Um, and I think it sparked conversations and, you know, I think then that it came to light to Richard that how far does this go? Oh, right. We've got climate activists invested in fossil fuels, invested in the likes of Shell. We've got vegans invested in companies that are, you know, big factory farming giants or have clear links to deforestation. And that, that's sort of how the, the campaign was birthed. Right. And what is the main aim of the campaign itself? So we're trying to tell people that the money that they have in their pension pot that most of us have is theirs. They have power over it. It should reflect their values. It shouldn't come. It shouldn't it, it shouldn't mean they have to sacrifice any returns, but they should have choice over where their money goes. And we want to wake people up to the fact that actually it's highly likely that the most impactful thing you can do to stop climate change or make the world a better place is probably working against you and undoing all the good work you might be doing in your day-to-day -day life to become more sustainable. So last year we worked with Aviva to sort of calculate or put a figure on how powerful we think this might be. And we actually discovered that at greening your pension is 21 times more impactful at cutting your carbon footprint than going vegetarian, switching to a renewable energy provider or stopping flying combined. And that's really like the message that we're trying to drill home to the public. Yeah, I mean, that's that's quite amazing, isn't it? Because people that want to be able to have some sort of action in their lives towards doing something will think of the things that you've mentioned about you know within their control i think to many they won't even consider their finances and maybe not have made that link between a pension and actually what it means to have a pension where that money goes have you had experience of people that as you say in your own words woken up to the idea that oh my pension pot is actually going to funds that I hadn't even thought about. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. So when we launched the campaign, we did a lot of consumer polling to try and find out what percentage of people were even aware that their pension might be causing this. And I think the first round we did with YouGov uncovered that I think 80% of pension holders in the UK have no idea that their pension could be linked to climate change. I think it was, I mean, these aren't, these are off the top of my head, but around 50% of pension holders would actually be encouraged to switch if they uncovered that their pension was invested in companies that are causing deforestation. And, you know, even when we launched, we, we, we walked around King's Cross, we spoke to members of the public to tell them about this and sort of film their reactions. We've got lots of videos that sort of visually illustrate the shock that lots of people experience when, when they find out about this. And it, it's been, I think we've seen an increase in, in awareness of the problem since we launched last year and in fact we did some sort of we measured the increase in this um, after COP26 and we found that there's there's been a 50% increase in awareness now around the impact of our finance of their finances on the climate on society among among savers which is which is really positive and is that is that in some way I would have, I guess you'll never know exactly how what a proportion of those people are have seen the campaign and that's switched yeah. on because of that or is or other things because because of it was COP26 last year. Do you, have you any idea of how many people are getting to hear about the campaign or is it just too difficult to get that sort of yeah. data? I mean, it's so hard to get that data. We've tried to we've tried to work out you know, we've, we'd obviously ask people, you know, have you heard of our campaign? And we've we've seen a, a significant, I can't remember the figure off the top of my head, increase yeah, no. people who have specifically heard about the campaign. But I think it has been, you know, a combination of things as well. So COP being hosted in Glasgow last year, 
you know, climate just being more on the agenda, sadly, the increase in extreme weather conditions that we're seeing being more widely reported on the news, people thinking a bit more intelligently about that. So yeah, I think there's a whole sort of like hot pot of things that have led us to see this increase in awareness. But I'd like to think that we've had quite a big impact on that, hopefully by, you know, trying to bring the message out in more fun ways that take all the jargon out of this scary financial language and just make it so that the everyday person can understand it and be empowered to do something about it. And and that's quite key, isn't it? It's, as you said before, pensions is a very dry area. We all think we're ticking a box if we've got a pension. (laughs) Um, And that may be the thing that I think that perhaps over the years, certainly in my ears, that was the message, get yourself, you know, make sure you sign up for a pension. Beyond that, it was, I imagine lots of people, go for like the default box, which mm-hmm. pension do you want? And you get choices perhaps, uh, depending on your pension. And most people I imagine will go, oh, well, that's way too complicated to think about. Let me just pick the default box. But a point you made there interesting about the campaign and making it engaging and simple is uh, I wonder what about the, because you can tap into these lovely videos that really get the message across. Do you find that because you're using people that are in the public eye, celebrities within those videos, and they are comic, that that makes a difference to getting that message out there? I think absolutely. So we've had, you know, I mean, you might have seen, so we've, we've been so lucky, oh, just by the nature of how we're formed with Richard, you know, for our 21 times research at COP, we had like Stephen Fry voicing his support, and we've had Jason Isaacs and Robert Webb, um, Lolly Adafope, like quite a long list of of people and even more serious voices you know so we've had like Christiana Figueres and Mark Carney when we're talking more technically about like changes that need to happen to the industry and I think it has helped us immensely to get the message out because the media that the pensions sort of specific media is is not necessarily something that's in the wide mainstream I think typically the only time you really hear about pension schemes in the mainstream is when you know like BHS goes into administration and there's some awful problem around people actually worrying about whether they're going to get their funds for retirement so I think being able to tap into that network of more climate conscious celebrities has really helped us sort of tell that story and again make it fun and make it like cool and engaging and we've also worked with you know influencers on the topic via social media to try and reach younger demographics who maybe don't have a pension yet and think oh this isn't really for me because I haven't started working yet but then know that it's something they need to think about when they get like their first graduate job or when they're thinking about what type of company they might want to work for in the future. So yeah, I think it's been immensely useful, especially like obviously I look after press and comms. So I've personally felt the benefit of that for sure. That's great. I imagine you talked about young people. In some ways, that's a great place to start if you can get people choosing the right pension from the word go. But what about if you're awakening those people that have had a pension for 20 years uh, what should they do when they discover, oh, I, I perhaps now need to look at my pension? Where do they go and how do they work out whether it is actually in the kinds of things that they want to yeah. be investing in? Yeah. yeah, so the first thing we would do is ask you to contact your provider, ask them how your money's invested and ask them whether they're committed to robust net zero. Um, by that, we mean halving emissions by 2030, pledging to be fully out of investments into fossil fuels by 2050 the absolute latest all of the steps that will help you align fully with the Paris climate agreement and if um, if they are 
then our website will generate a different form that will instead ask them to go further, report on their progress to members, proactively invest in climate solutions and green infrastructure to basically put climate more at the heart of the of your pension funds investment strategy. So we've got a form that will do that automatically on our website is very simple and that's always our first ask for pension holders we want to move the default as opposed to just encouraging people to switch because there's 2.7 trillion in uk pension schemes alone and around 50 trillion globally and we think that if we can move all of those default funds towards decarbonizing you know at, at an ambitious pace the impact the collective impact is immense whereas if you if we encourage people to just switch straight away to some of the great schemes out there you might not see the same uptake and the and the change and impact at, at the speed that's required to sort of slow the pace of global warming so yeah our first ask is, is always just contact your provider ask them where you're invested and ask them to go green via our website in instances rare occasions where you might find that this doesn't work we would always recommend, you know, checking with Good With Money, lots of, of the great sort of resources out there that can point you towards some of the sustainable options that you might be able to switch to immediately. Everyone has the voice and choice of where their money goes. And if you're encountering resistance from your provider, that's definitely what we would encourage people to do. And you mentioned they're Good With Money. Is that, a, yeah. is that an online website? Yes, it's like a resource slash news um, outlet that you can you can cite. You know, it's it speaks about personal finance in a way that takes the, the good of our planet seriously. Um, we can't, as campaigners, we can't make recommendations for pension schemes, unfortunately, because we're not financial advisors, and obviously that's tricky territory. So we typically like to point people out there to some of the great resources that are already available. Yeah, and that's a good point about making sure you get good advice if it's not clear cut. I wonder whether lots of companies these days will want to look like they are doing their bit. If you can see your fund provider is saying the right things, but they've still mm -hmm. got some investment in, say, fossil fuels, yeah. Um, is, that, is, that, is that the point that you would then seek advice or ask more questions because you don't want to switch if they're already on the path for making those sorts of um, changes to their fund? They're just not there yet. Yeah, so the absolutely crucial thing to look out for is halving emissions by 2030. So our form will ask your provider whether they're doing that. And if the answer is no, as a campaign we typically consider that to be greenwashing so schemes that are really being serious about putting climate at the heart of their strategies and committing to proper net zero and properly decarbonizing will be pledging to halve their emissions by 2030 and also reporting on their progress to their members so you know you should be receiving letters from your schemes telling you how how they're doing on their net zero journey and um, setting themselves targets there have been lots of schemes that have, you know, one, one thing we can we can point to the good things that schemes are doing. So Nest, for example, one of the big UK providers, they've made additional impact investments into octopus renewables. So, and, you know, if as a member, you should be hearing about this. You should know, you should be aware. And it's looking for those those points that prove that they're credible and what they're, they're actually doing things and they're taking action on what they're saying. And as a campaign group this year in 2022, last year was very much about gathering momentum pressuring people to act 
this year we are going to switch our focus slightly to holding providers to account making sure they actually act on the things that they promised around cop and we're going to be a bit harsher on that in in the year to come nice so uh what is your relationship like you're, obviously the campaign is to get everyone's awareness up but um i'm imagining you're having conversations with those providers are, are they yeah. receptive are they already on it uh yeah what's your feeling on that credit to the pensions industry i think we've encountered actually a lot of really collaborative work especially from the leading dc providers so dc are like the, typically the newer type of pension scheme before there were changes to the structure of how schemes worked a few, about a decade ago I think um, and you know we've seen the leading providers like Aviva and Scottish Widows really set up a, a sort of gold standard example of, of how how these commitments should look and hopefully they'll act on that and hopefully they'll 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 hold themselves to account on that we've found you know sometimes with smaller schemes they do encounter more problems sort of getting buy-in to make big changes to what they're doing with their strategies often where they're run by you know trustees that are a little bit more risk averse uh they are you know very conscious of our duty duty they're very concerned about whether there's any risk to members savings which of course we don't we don't think that there is we think that it's a sensible financial decision um but i think we've seen you know in terms of attitude and mentality, a really positive response in the pensions industry. However, while, so last year we, we moved one, so there's 2.7 trillion UK schemes. Last year we managed to get 1 trillion committed to good net zero. We could have said it's more, but we've drilled it down because we don't think all of the commitments are credible. There was still around 70% of large schemes that have yet to outline any sort of climate transition plans. So, we were met with good mentality. We, we weren't met with, you know, criticism and we were surprised at that, but there's a long way to go. And that was something we uncovered towards the end of the year and we started doing more research. You know, we were making progress, but typically some of the older schemes were struggling slightly and maybe not moving at the pace required. So definitely good mentality from the industry, but just so much work left to do. Sure. And is there a case for, because you can mention, obviously, the successes, it sounds like you've done a lot of work with Aviva. Does it yeah. then put Aviva's competition, if you like, into a sort of, oh, well, we can't be seen to be lagging on this? Do they, is, there the, is there a natural tendency to sort of rise with the people that are being pointed out as the gold standard? Absolutely. And I think that's why we ended up seeing this sort of race to the top among the big schemes who, who do have, you know, more employees and more infrastructure and more ability to, to make big changes. And, you know, they're more business, almost more business like in how they think about things. So um, but we certainly saw a, a race to the top among them. You know, I think Scottish Widows came out a month after a previous one and made an even more ambitious commitment. And then we started seeing schemes pledging to completely decarbonize by I think the earliest was 2040. And, you know, I think that was that was that was definitely a positive, positive part of that. And I know that on the website, you, you talk about the Green Pensions Charter. Is that something yeah. that they the companies can then buy into? Yeah. So the purpose of our Green Pensions Charter is we focus we're working more with businesses. So we sort of have a three pronged approach. We have our industry approach, which is working with pension schemes to get them to change. We have our business approach, which is working with businesses to almost pressure their schemes to change or make sure that their employees are in schemes that 
are really climate friendly and then our third approach is obviously individual action but the green pensions charter we've seen you know the likes of ikea tesco brewdog ey oxfam wwf big household names work with us to sort of help us understand more about the business mindset around sustainability and whether they're including pensions in their sustainability agendas as, as companies but also working with us to pressure their own schemes to change and pledge to make sure that their company pension scheme is green and that's the sort of slightly more soft touch thing we've been doing but we found it really useful to help us sort of rally pressure on schemes around cop and because of that three-pronged attack if you like uh, yeah it does highlight the fact that you may be a you may have a pension but you've you've done it yourself uh, or, or you're working for a company and you get your company scheme is it is it harder to access green pensions through a, a company because if they're paying in your they're paying a contribution you don't necessarily want to leave your company pension so does it make it more yeah. difficult for those that have, uh, of that have pensions in those schemes yeah absolutely unfortunately this is the challenge with what we're doing specifically in the pension sector it is this middleman you know your pension comes out of your salary pre-tax you don't really think about it which is largely one of the reasons why I imagine that engagement in general is so low in the sector and you're you know probably as you mentioned earlier automatically put into the default funds that your firm uses which is why what we're trying to do is get pension holders to become aware of this contact their employer, contact their provider and ask them to change and ask them to make sure that their money is invested sustainably and is committed to good net zero. And then to explore other options if, if they're not making progress with this. We typically find that it's, you know, as I said earlier, most of the major providers have made some big progress, which I think means that quite a few employees now are, are sort of seeing changes. Yeah, I can, I can see need to look as, as to what, where you're at with your pension um, as to yeah. which which way you go and how, how much pressure you put on. Do, do you ever get uh, the pushback of, oh, well, you shouldn't move your money into a, a, a greener uh, pension because it won't perform as well? Yeah, absolutely. This is one of the core points that we are really aware of of the campaign. And that has been some of the criticism around sustainable investing in general. But we think we disagree with this. You know, as said earlier, we're not financial advisors, but research has shown. So recent research from Morningstar has shown that over the past 10 years, sustainable funds have actually matched and in some cases outperformed the performance of default funds. I think Nest I think their sustainable pension um, has, for the past five years, outperformed their default fund. During, I, th I think, a further research from Morningstar also showed that during the downturn, the pandemic, the uh, sort of early onset of the pandemic, sustainable funds actually were really robust and quite resilient and performed quite well in relation to other other asset classes. So, we think that that's one. You know, there's a whole body of research that's been that's demonstrating that sustainable investing is you know, to quote Mark Carney, the greatest economic economic opportunity of our of our lifetime. But also as climate campaigners, we would say, you know, in 50 years, fossil fuel companies cannot continue to exist with the pace of climate change. And we envision that with the scientific facts that base that up, that back that up, they 
these these big companies risk being stranded assets and we risk investing millions and millions or trillions of pounds of pensions money into companies that are not going to have a future so we think it's also a, a sensible financial decision to be exploring investments into an arena like the green economy which is booming off especially as we sort of aim to build back better out of this COVID-19 pandemic and make a big green push so we think that it's a sensible environmental and economic decision. I guess in, in lots of ways it's the financial investment in these new green tech and opportunities that become available those those two can go hand in hand can't they as a sort of moving rolling down the road the entwined with the business that are now innovative and the investment that they require can really be a good match it's just it's just keeping them sort of generating isn't it it's it's super exciting do you find people do you get feedback from people that have followed gone onto the website made some changes to their pension and come back to you and say that how empowering that that has made them feel yeah absolutely I, I think we've had you know quite a few case studies of of individuals who I mean climate is one example but it, it can be it can go further it can be you know a vegan finding their investing fact finding out their investing in factory farming and it makes them feel great to know that they're no longer going to be doing that um, but in terms of the climate angle, absolutely. You know, we've got countless case studies of people who who found this through their web, through our website, or who who have perhaps even not sought to make the change to their website, but they as a result of what we're doing, they have found out that their pension scheme has gone net zero. And I have my own personal friends who say, Oh, I got this letter the other day from my scheme that says we're we're actually committed to this now. It's really good. That's what you do, isn't it? And it's 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 good to hear that. I think the the narrative shifting and yeah absolutely and do you think because of the timing do you think young people are likely to engage more into green pensions because of just being perhaps more aware of environmental issues yeah we hope so we we know that for younger people who are gonna suffer more at the hands of global warming are more engaged on the topic in general. I mean, we've made a big push, as I said earlier, to try and access these um, audiences and, and speak to them in a fun language that doesn't make them think, ah, pension, scary finance words, I don't understand. That sounds like something I need to worry about when I'm 70, not now. Um, but I do think we'll see an uptake. And when we have done you know, research on how we're performing, we've seen that younger generations are among the most engaged on it, for, for sure. I mean, Richard, Richard always says, he says it very nicely, you know, we want to get to a place where no young person is ever forced to invest in something that they do not feel aligns with their values or forced to invest in something that's going to negatively impact their future by you know increasing the emissions the carbon emissions that we're, we're currently entering into our atmosphere and I hope that that's somewhere we can get to by speaking to those people and I hope that young people will hear about the campaign and hear about the movement and think actually, this is a core metric. When I'm looking for who's going to be my first employer, I want them to have fair pay. I want them to help me progress in my career. I want to be passionate about my job, but I also want to make sure that they're having a positive impact on the world. Um, and we think that this is a really powerful tool to do that. Yeah, I mean, by the, just the sheer amount of money, uh, as you say, uh, the trillions of pounds that are in the UK pensions. Uh, are yeah. you aware, I know this is a bit beyond your remit, but I wondered if your campaign... Uh, has had an impact outside of the UK are other European or in the United States also picking up this baton and 
Yeah, so we've, 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 we focus largely on the UK, but we have planned to expand into other, other regions. You know, we've done a little bit of work in Australia with sort of sister um, group out there who have big, they have a big pension sector. I think the issue of investing sustainably for retirement is sort of global now. Obviously, the structures are so different in every country. So in America, I think they have this 401k, which is very different to the auto enrollment. You know, your employer does it with this sort of government legislation, making them do it set up that we have here in the UK. But we've had a lot of requests, especially around COP, you know, and we've, we've celebrated. I think at COP, there was an announcement from some Danish and European pension funds. I think it was around 130 billion contributed to climate, to renewable renewables and climate solutions and we came out and supported that and we we want to further the movement across the globe. We started here in the UK, particularly with COP being hosted in Glasgow last year and sort of the eyes of the world being on us. But it's absolutely something we want to do. I mean, climate change is a global issue. It's not a it's not a national issue. And um, it's something we'll look to do as a campaign in the future. Great. Well, it sounds like you've got um, you've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> yes, <laughs> going to keep, <laughs> keep you busy for this uh, twenty twenty two. I imagine. Um, looking a bit further ahead, then uh, it's, it looks like it's it's a positive story. Where do you hope or see that in twenty fifty the pensions industry will be? What will it look like? Do you think by then? So by 2050, we don't want any pension scheme to be making any investments into fossil fuel companies and in an ideal world into big carbon emitters. We don't want, you know, our money, our public money to be invested in funding and furthering the growth of schemes that of sorry, of companies that are that are basically destroying our planet and the worst polluting offenders, essentially. We also our focus isn't just carbon, something we're going to look at this year is investing in companies with links to deforestation and we're going to do a big push around that in a month or so's time because we've worked with another research house to establish how much UK pension money we think is funding companies with high deforestation risk by that we mean likely investing in companies that are tearing down the Amazon or you know seriously impacting areas of natural environment in the Congo and regions like this. Um, so yeah, we've got big, big ambitions to try and put that at the heart. That sounds excellent. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing some, some progress in that direction. And I think it's it's great that you're you're breaking it down into into climate change and biodiversity, looking at all yeah. the environmental angles that we need to be switched on to. As a final question then, Holly, I wonder through doing your work, has it meant to you that you've made personal changes in your life as a result of looking at this in a, on a day-to-day -day basis through your work? It has. So I think if I'm totally honest, before I started working for Make My Money Matter, I cared about climate in that sort of very, not, not apathetic, but sort of way that most people care about climate. You know, yes, I think climate change is bad. I etc etc and then and I I sort of gained that interest in my previous job and then when I started this one and learned more and sort of educated myself a bit more and became more and more shocked at the situation at hand I've just to be honest it's more just the comment I have that have hard conversations with people and any opportunity to sort of talk to friends and really bore them to tears about their pension scheme I will I will take and it's definitely the first time I think I've seen my job really trickle into my personal life and and act on it through my friends and family and it sort of comes outside of work and that's the main change I've made made really since starting the campaign just being a little bit more militant on it and 
yeah <laughs> and do you find do you find people in your social circles and your maybe your family as well are, are relatively receptive to that or are they oh my goodness are we really talking about pensions what's that what's their reaction like I wonder well um my friends are very receptive I'd say you know classic living I live in London all my friends are mid-20s very receptive to you know the climate change agenda and I've found that there's been just so much progress and obviously I've, I've seen like personally friends support the campaign which has been great my family also very supportive I think my, I think my some my parents might be a little bit more climate skeptic probably think I'm a bit of a hippie um but yeah I, I have I have been really supportive in it to be honest and I think that's helped and I think because we're such a small team so there's we're only about eight um, behind the campaign we have definitely at times called on you know our friends and family to help us spread the word because sometimes you know you can do a big launch and a big film but actually just getting people to share it through your own networks and spread the message can, can just be so powerful word of mouth yeah absolutely yes it's great when that happens isn't it when you can get that message out there working for you uh, yeah it's been super interesting listening to you talk about pensions in a very positive and empowering way and I hope that uh, <laughs> I hope that, that the campaign continues to be a great success and raises that awareness of just people starting to switch onto the idea that they have this power sitting yeah. away in a fund that they probably don't really think about that much so thanks very much for your time and uh, good luck with the campaign thanks Caroline Who knew that taking a look at your pension could be the most impactful climate action you undertake? Holly certainly highlighted the importance of checking if your pension money is invested in funds that reflect your values. She gave a great account of the Make My Money Matter campaign and how it is tuning in people to pensions whilst putting pension providers into the spotlight to up their game on providing environmentally friendly investments. A link to the campaign can be found in the show notes. I'd like to thank Andy Shaw for audio editing, Jeremy Jones for providing the music, and to you, of course, for listening. Don't forget you can subscribe to get automatic access to each new episode. And it would be lovely if you could rate, review and share the podcast too. It really helps. Until next time, bye for now.